insurance agents from around the world. Welcome to the Insurance Guys podcast, hosted by yours truly, Scott Howell, and the incomparable Bradley Flowers. For agents, by agents, we're here to share real-life experiences, tips, and insights related to all aspects of both being an insurance agent and running a successful agency. So sit back, turn up the volume, and let's get down to business. Insurance agents around the world, this is Scott Howell, your fearless leader and host of the Insurance Guys podcast from Huntsville, Alabama, and I am joined by a great American, a great insurance agent from Sarah Land, Alabama, Mr. Bradley Flowers. How's it going today, Scott? I'm doing great. I understand that you are taking over a certain insurance company's Snapchat today. Tell us a little bit about that. So that sort of plays into our, our subject today, which is social media advertising, correct? Right. And so we, we are doing a uh, Snapchat takeover of the Alpha Insurance corporate account. I'm actually snapping this right now for everybody to see a little behind the scenes. So That's awesome. Hey, Alpha Corporate. Hope everybody's doing well over there today, man. It's, uh, it's a great company and a lot of great people. And, and I've grown up, I think if you grow up in the state of Alabama, you grow up knowing about Alpha Insurance. That's pretty much a, a staple of the state That's of right. Alabama. Guys, today's episode, we're talking a little bit about social media for your agency, your business. Bradley, you and I have talked about this before. I know we're geared for insurance agencies, small to mid-sized insurance agencies, but man, I think this stuff could be very helpful to anybody that is an entrepreneur and in, and has a small to mid-sized business and really is having a hard time gaining altitude in the world of social media. What do you think? That's absolutely right. You know, there's a lot of places we could start talking about this. You and I are two people that once we get going on this, this could turn into a 14-hour podcast this one definitely has the possibility of that uh, <laughs> absolutely and then we had technical difficulties at the beginning so so we're a little behind schedule anyway so that might save our viewers or our listeners a little bit of a little bit of their precious time absolutely so so let's just jump into it right now let's jump off the hot eye for a minute guys I think the first thing that I'm going to ask or say to you about social media is this, and it goes back to my tagline that I love so much, rewards come from action, not discussion. And I think social media is one of those things that a lot of people want to make excuses as to why they don't do it and they don't have time and, and you know all this other stuff. Guys, you're going to have to figure out how to make time. And stop using the I don't have time as an excuse because really that's all that is. You've got to start doing and stop talking about it. Well, Scott, and, I would I would argue that this is just as almost important as writing business because this is going to ensure that you're going to write business in the future, no pun intended. Absolutely. And I think you're absolutely right. And I, th- I think saying that you don't have time to do it is a real easy way to kind of get yourself out of doing it. I will tell you just from a morning routine perspective for me, uh, I get up, I eat breakfast, try to do some form of exercise where I sweat for about an hour every morning. And I probably spend 30 to 45 minutes a morning doing something related to social media on at least a couple of the what I call the three big platforms that I personally like to use. And we'll get into that in just a minute. But guys, rule number two, as I said, rule number one, start doing it. 
stop talking about it. Everybody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to do it. You've got to become a practitioner of social media. Well, what does that mean exactly? Well, Bradley knows as well as I do. That means jumping in it, downloading it on your phone, and getting after it, learning about it as much as you can. I, I remember, Bradley, when I downloaded Snapchat, me it, too, took, me too. it took me a good week. Not, I mean, I wasn't like, own it all the time, but like 20 minutes here, 30 minutes there, 15 minutes here of just playing with it to finally get to the point where I was like, oh, okay, I understand this now. Right. And that's that's the biggest issue I see with that platform now. You know, we've not picking on older people, but we've got a lot of older people that are getting on that platform. And that's how these these things start out is they start out you know, in the younger crowd, and then they, as they scale, the, the the average age gets older and older and older. And it's funny that this is today's subject because my father actually got a Snapchat account last night, okay. so so he could watch the the alpha thing today. And but it's and my mom's had one for maybe about a year, and they're they're both in their their mid fifties. Um, I hope they're not listening right now. They'll kill me for saying that. But and, and, and basically what people find, and I think what a lot of people who think Snapchat's dying um, are missing is, is it's such a phenomenally easy way to send photos back and forth to each other. What I mean, what I do is, is my, the reason my mom got an account is it was so easy and quick for me to send photos of my daughter back and forth to her. You know, and her kind of live vicariously through me. And so that's what, to to me, that's, that's what that platform is, is good for, for the, you know, the social media outliers is to live out, you know, vicariously through other people. But the biggest complaint I get from folks downloading the platform is how to use it because you don't hit buttons, you swipe left, right, up, down. Right. And so that's, and it wasn't like that when you downloaded it, but Mm -hmm. that, that's, it's such a different looking platform compared to everything else. Exactly. And I'll say this about this, and I hope Alpha Corporate watches this today or listens to our podcast. After uh, the Snapchat I just posted, I think we can count on that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm going to say this about it, okay? So what is so unique about Snapchat? Well, first of all, when you post a video, and Bradley, you and I have talked about this before, when you post a video to Snapchat to someone, it is the closest thing you can get to an actual conversation with another human being without being in front of that person. That's right. And, and I think there is tremendous value in that. And I think I, I don't see Snapchat going away. The only thing that I have a hard time with, and I fancy myself a fairly creative person is I'm still perplexed as to other than using it from a branding perspective, how you can monetize on Snapchat if you're a insurance agent. Does right. that make sense? So I will give you a 50,000-foot example. Okay. And you're right. You're right. It, Snapchat is a personal branding platform. Right. Uh, that's, that's what it is. You can market on social media without using Snapchat. I agree. Uh, I mean, it, that's, that's just the truth. Uh, but if you are slightly interesting you've got some leverage and some value in Snapchat. Dude, I'm an insurance agent and people, and, I, and I'll have these days like I'm doing today or I'll do it on my personal account and people say, man, I had no idea you did that much stuff in one day. So I'll give you an example of, of how, I, how I monetized it. All right. Uh, this was, so now on Snapchat, you can swipe up and link out. So you can attach a link to a Snapchat. That's right. only been active maybe a month. Right. 
one thing that I did is Snapchat has geo filters. And I'm, I'm going to tell this story, and I think we need to structure this podcast a little bit, Scott, as if the people already know a little bit about social media and know mm-hmm. a little bit about these platforms. If you don't, just Google it. But um, Snapchat has geo filters wherever you are. Right now, I'm in Mobile, Alabama. So when I take a Snapchat and I swipe to the left or the right, there's two or three geo filters that say Mobile, and it tells people where I am. It is structured over that town or that building or mm. and people and so about a year ago snapchat uh debuted a uh a feature where you could buy your own geo filter so mm-hmm. like if i'm having an event i can buy a geo filter place it over my event and that geo filter will appear on everyone's phone who has snapchat that's a mm. cool way to, to market well what they did is is you can't have a call to action you can't have a website all it can say is your company's name and maybe a logo if they approve it. At first, they wouldn't let you do logos at all. So what I did is there's a big, actually literally within probably 200 yards of where I'm sitting right now at Deep Fried Studios, there's an Irish pub called Callahan's Irish Social Club. It's my favorite restaurant. Uh, when you come down here, Scott, I'm going to take you there. But awesome. um, they have a block party on St. Patrick's Day. And the block party is... Probably there's probably five thousand people there. I mean, it's it's the, the streets are closed and they are packed full of people. Mm-hmm. Literally, it's probably my favorite day. Two days of the year, they do it the day before St. Patty's and the day of. Stop right now if you're listening to this podcast. If you don't know what the Mobile Leprechaun is, pause this, go to YouTube and type in Mobile Leprechaun and watch that <laughs> video and come back to the podcast because I'm not going to go into that. So what I did is I did a geo filter. Over Callahan's in the area where it where it was where the block party was, um, uh-huh. and you have to do these a couple days in advance. I did a geo filter with the Mobile Leprechaun. It was a picture of the Mobile Leprechaun, which was not copyrighted, and it said "Happy St. Patrick's Day." And under it, it says compliments of Alpha Insurance Bradley Flowers. That was literally within weeks of that debut, and that's why it's so important when a new platform comes out or when a new feature comes out that you jump on it first. Because it's so new, people are like, oh, people notice it. And so people are like calling me and texting me before I even got to the event on the first day. Like, holy crap, how did you do this? How mm. did you get your own geofilter? And so that was really, really, really cool for me because people are thinking that I've got some kind of in with Snapchat. You know what I mean? Right, and right, all I did right. was is I paid a graphic designer 30 bucks to design it. I paid Snapchat, I think it was 50 bucks for eight hours for two days. So the, the, mm-hmm. the area that the geofilter covers and the amount of time, the more expensive it is or less expensive it is. So I did that, and I think I got 12,000 views or something mm-hmm. ridiculous like that. Keep in mind, I do a lot on Facebook. A lot of people know me from Facebook. I do a lot of Facebook videos. I have not had one Facebook video reach 12,000 people in views. So 12,000 views for, for, you know, what was that, 70 bucks it cost me was a lot. Absolutely. So, yeah. so the next day I was texting a, a mentor of mine telling him about it. And he's like, well, h- how are you going to monetize that? And, and my thing is, Scott, is I've always sort of done the Gary Vee thing. Like I will sacrifice sales now to have leverage later. So I right. don't mind, you know, if I get zero ROI from something in terms of monetary standards, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. I know a lot of people knew about it, know my name, saw my face, that sort of thing. I'm cool right. with that. I'm good with right. that. I understand that there's going to be long-term ROI in that. And I think that's how the listeners need to approach their social media because that's the correct way to do it. Because the way right. that I teach you to do it, it's going to take a year before you get a sale. But that's beside mm. the point. The next day, he, he sort of challenged me and said, I, I, I dare you to see if you can get a 
get a return from that. So the next day I did a Facebook dark post, which is a targeted Facebook post mm-hmm. that does not appear on my timeline. So it's targeting a specific amount of people. Everybody's not going to see it. And I targeted people who were at that event or liked Callahan's on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I had a couple people message me. And, I, and basically the post said, yeah, I'm the guy that did the filter at Callahan's. It was that early enough in the process that I could say, yeah, I'm the guy that did that filter. If I did that now, people would be like, get the hell out of here. You're stupid. There's, there was 85 custom geo filters in Mobile yesterday. Right, you know? right. And I was like, I'm the guy. So I had one guy reach out to me. And actually, yesterday was his birthday, now that we're friends on Facebook. I had one guy that – I had several reach out to me. I had one guy that bought a product from me. And my ROI on that event was 385% or something stupid like that. Wow. Uh, so you can monetize if you're creative. Right. I wrote a, That's exactly so, so, right. So this is how this expanded is I wrote a blog post on that subject, how I got a 380% ROI or something like that on uh, my blog, lifehealthpro.com, which if you're in the insurance industry, I would go to lifehealthpro.com or it's actually thinkadvisor.com now. They got bought out. I wrote a blog post for them on that subject. The Wall Street Journal saw that. The Wall Street Journal called me and the Wall Street Journal interviewed me because of that. Mm. So that one little thing, if it had not been for Snapchat, I would not have get that. I would not have gotten that kind of exposure on Facebook. Right. I would not have gotten that kind of exposure on Twitter, maybe Instagram. Mm-hmm. So you can monetize these platforms. You just have to be creative. And I know I went out on a tangent and you hadn't spoken like eight minutes, but, um, but you can monetize these platforms. You either have to wait on the long-term ROI or you have to be creative, one of the two. Yeah, I mean, Gary V talks a lot about the long, you know, working towards that long-term ROI, not thinking as much about the short-term, but thinking about legacy and and creating, you know, creating, using these platforms without the expectation of I'm going to get something today, but realizing that, you know, most social media influencers and people who get on these different platforms, what I call the big three platforms, especially, you know, it's not something that happened overnight. It was something that took years of continuing to post really good content for, you know, a period of time, whether it's six months, a year, two, three, four, five years, and understanding that this is a long-term play, not a short-term play. But Getting back to Snapchat, guys, if you want an insurance agency, you just heard what Bradley did, and I would encourage you, because he is an influencer in social media, I would encourage you to, you know, do some similar things that he's talking about. You know, sponsor an event, and before the event, the day of the event, get with a get with a graphic designer. I'm like you, Bradley. I've got one on staff. She's not on staff, but she's she's independent that I hire to do a lot of my you know graphic stuff. And get you, with you that person. You don't have to do a graphic designer anymore for the geofilter. Snapchat can do them themselves for you. Exactly, but you which know, which is sponsor- a sign that it's dying. By the way, but continue. What, so, go ahead with that. I want to hear the rest of that. Well. The fact that Snapchat is offering that service now means there's going to be a lot more people using it. It doesn't mean it's not going to work. It just means that right. field is so uh, so saturated now uh-huh. that uh-huh. that you know two years ago when I did that, everybody thought it was the coolest thing ever. I did it a year later. I still got a lot of exposure, but nobody said anything. 
Right. So that, right. that's a sign that if they're offering that, if, if you don't have to go, that they're wanting people to do it. And if they're wanting mm-hmm. people to do it, that means there's going to be a lot of people to do it. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm just saying you may not get the leverage that you would have gotten two years ago. Exactly. Which, which goes back to you always want to try to be on the front end of any of this stuff. That's that's absolutely right. I mean, when Snapchat debuted, and this isn't a Snapchat show, but when Snapchat debuted the swipe up, so when you take a snap mm-hmm. now, you can connect a link in in mm-hmm. on the the user's end, the viewer's end, if they swipe up instead of going to a chat like it has for the past five years, it actually goes to that link. When that mm-hmm. debuted, I posted it that day. That day, right. I'm like, I'm going to do this. And you remember, Scott, I was having technical difficulties with it, but right. I was like, right. I want to be the first one to do that. We had the, the solar eclipse. This is going to date this podcast, but we had the solar eclipse yesterday. Hell, I posted a solar eclipse post on Friday. Mm-hmm. And what does everybody do yesterday? They come out with their solar eclipse memes. That's no disrespect right. to those guys, but if you're going to do it, do it a few days before when there's nobody else doing it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, exactly. So... So moving away from Snapchat for just a moment, guys, I think my second rule of thumb that I'm going to tell you, and this kind of goes into to what Bradley's been talking about, and I don't care what business you own, you need to post good content and reverse engineer what you feel like your clients want to see and post really good creative content. And I know for some of you, that's probably harder than others, but the more really good content and the more original content that you can post without seeming like your cookie cutter or that you're just posting something that you've copied and put on your Instagram page or your Facebook page, I really believe, and that, that's been my strategy from day one, Bradley, is I've always tried to post very unique content that was my own instead of using some form of cookie cutter type thing that that's not an original Scott Howell piece of content. Right. And cookie cutter is better than nothing. Absolutely. Cookie yes. cutter, you know, the first step, Scott, is people need to start. Yeah, that's right. You got to start. When I first started marketing on social media uh, was October of 2014, and I know the date, the date because it, it changed my business. And the thing to do back then was to post a bunch, and it didn't matter about the content as much as it does now. Mm-hmm. Consumers mm-hmm. weren't as smart. It, they didn't know you were trying to sell them as much as you do now, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I, was, I would literally, I had a, a database of content on my computer. I still have it to this day. I don't use it, but I still have it. Mm-hmm. Thousands of posts that I either mm-hmm. made myself got from or got from somewhere else. What I would do is I would log, the first thing I did every morning is I would log in and I would schedule 10 posts for that day. Literally, that's what I was doing. I had enough posts mm-hmm. that I could schedule 10 posts a day and nobody would, wouldn't pick up that I was posting the same, the same shit over and over and over because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I had so much content that I just collected. I wasn't really creating it. I had a few posts, but that's about it. A couple memes, that's it. Right. And now it's sort, of, it's sort of evolved, whereas now you're better off posting nothing every day as long as a couple times a week you post good, relevant content. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And like I said, you know, starting... The cookie cutter stuff that that's okay starting out, but you need to mm. evolve. Right, you need to right. evolve because here's what's happening, Scott. Here's what's happening with these platforms: is you can't pre-schedule on Snapchat. Mm-hmm. You can't mm-hmm. pre-schedule on Instagram. 
Mm-hmm. You can't pre-schedule on mu- musically. Mm-hmm. Well, guess what? The top three growing platforms are the fastest growing platforms. It's those platforms. So right. it's shifting. It's shifting away. And I'm not saying Facebook's going away. I'm not saying that at all. But it's shifting away from scheduled content to moment of impact content. In other mm-hmm. words, we're going to film this right now. We're going to post it right now. 99.9% of the stuff I post across all platforms, it's not, it's not scheduled anymore. It's mm-hmm. if, if, if I post something, it's because I've created that picture or that video right then. When I record exactly. a video, I edit it and I go to market immediately because I'm ingrained in these platforms and I know the ebb and flow and I think I know what'll work and what, what won't work. So right. the platforms are shifting away from that. Wouldn't you agree? I would agree with that. And what's happening well, is, is it's, it's cutting out the lazy marketers. Mm-hmm. It's, guess what else is cutting out? It's cutting out the guy that's like, oh, let me manage your social media for you. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're, gonna have exactly. to, you're not going to have a guy in Des Moines, Iowa, managing your social media in a few years. You're going to have a guy that's following you around with a camera. Right, and exactly. so so it's it's shifting away from that, and it's shifting to the people who are actually trying. And guess what? The people who are actually trying are going to come up with the good content. If you're interesting and you try, the sky is the moon. Absolutely, and I'm not saying Absolutely. I'm either one of those things, but I've been accused of it. Well, I, I can tell you, if if I had to start, and I just man, I just could not find the time, and 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 I wasn't going to allow myself to post really good content. What I would probably do is I would probably download um, an app like Hootsuite, H-O-O-T-S-U-I-T-E. Right. Hootsuite or Hearsay Social. I think there's another one called Buffer. I would use Hootsuite. Hootsuite is the easiest platform to learn. Yeah. Yeah. And I would probably become a practitioner of Hootsuite and then start linking all of my social media channels to Hootsuite. And then I would start scheduling either content that I created or content that's the most uh, popular on Hootsuite to start blasting out to, you know, to all of my social media platforms, kind of what you were talking about earlier. Right. That's exactly how I would start, Scott, even though that that might not be the way to do it now. That's the way that I would start is is you have to just just get started that way. Another point I'd, I'd like to make is be everywhere. Right. Okay. Mastering one platform is fine. I feel like right now I have a pretty good grasp on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I feel like I might be a little behind on Snapchat and Facebook. You might disagree, Scott, but I feel like I, Instagram is kind of my bread and butter. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I master that platform. I get more engagement there than anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And that's because it's not because of anything that I do. You need to be everywhere. Let me stop you right there. So right now, based on all the evidence that I'm seeing on, you know, just from Google searches on social media, to go along with what you're saying, it looks like Instagram is getting the most engagement of any of the other platforms out there right now. Right. That's absolutely right. Yeah. And it's because now, of the way the platform's structured. There's less of an algorithm. There's less of a throttle on your post. Your post will reach mm-hmm. more people on Instagram than they will on Facebook. Correct. And and so and so top five brands right now that are getting the most engagement, all five of these have some a couple of things in common. Top five brands, uh, number one, Mercedes-Benz, number two, BMW. I think three, four, and five were something like three was Red Bull, four was uh, GoPro, and five was Disney. 
couple of things that those brands have in common, guys. Number one, they're very, very established. They're big brands. They are liked by most people here in the United States. People give positive comments about those brands. And last but not least, those brands are in a certain genre of either luxury vehicle, you know, high-end brand or entertainment, entertainment type brands. So those right now are the top five brands for engagement uh, across all social media platforms. But, you know, for our take right now here in this particular podcast, you know, we're really more drilling down into this small business like you and I have where, you know, you're, you're trying to get your brand out there. You're trying to get your name out there. Right, um, right. So, and going back to what I was saying is, is you need to be on all these platforms. That's where I was going with that. You can master exactly. one. You can be the you can be the whatever on whatever platform, but mm-hmm. but you need you need to be everywhere. Even if it's cookie cutter, you need to be right. everywhere because. And and I got into an argument, uh, still probably one of the the art one of the, one argument that fired me up more than anything else with a lady who supposedly owns a social media marketing agency that was telling people in a networking group on Facebook that they just needed to be on one platform starting <laughs> out. They just needed they just needed to focus on Facebook or they just needed to focus on Instagram. And her and I got not not I mean it wasn't ugly but it was you know we got into a very very good discussion and it pissed me off because she's giving these people bad advice. Scott, what happened to the number one insurance agent on MySpace? He's gone. Right. If you got a million followers on Twitter and Twitter goes out of business and you got zero everywhere else, <laughs> you are screwed. Absolutely. I mean, there's. Absolutely. I mean, I mean, you've got to start back over from zero. So if mm-hmm. nothing else, make accounts at all these other platforms. Now you can't do this on Instagram or, or Snapchat, but make accounts on all these other platforms and then push the content out to the rest of them. So if you have a Facebook and Facebook's your bread and butter, create you a Twitter and a LinkedIn and all that stuff and push content to them. Right. And so right. What, what I do, the way I do this is I record my content primarily on Snapchat or Instagram, and then I push it to the other platforms from those mm. two. I can't mm. push to Instagram and Snapchat, but I can push from them. So you need to be everywhere. Absolutely. And so I think you're exactly right, and I think that's the way to do it. You know, my my plan for social media, I love Facebook. I love posting what I call long form Facebook posts where I'm reverse engineering questions that my clients ask me over and over and over and over and over again. So what I do is I get on Facebook Live, which I know a lot of people, Bradley, you and I've talked about this. You could hammer cock a nine millimeter and stick it up to their head and say, you got I'm either going to shoot you in the head or you're going to do a Facebook Live video, and about 70% of people would probably say, well, just go ahead and shoot me because I'm not doing the video. But for whatever reason, I'm missing whatever that is that keeps people from doing that. But what I try to do with Facebook is post those long-form videos where I spend about two to three minutes talking about, you know, here's a question I've been asked four times in the past week. So let me answer this question for my entire Facebook audience and really kind of learn from you that instead of trying to post that on my personal page, post it on my business page and then shoot that out there as an ad. Right. You know, sh- sharing that with as many people as I can just to see how much, you know, how, how much uh, traction I get with that. Right. So my buddy Joe Freeman, 
who I hope is listening to this. He's an insurance agent. He, he works directly with me. So he's, he's building up his social presence, and and he can't do it the way that I do it because his wife won't let him. She says she told him that he can't be silly and goofy because mm-hmm. because he's too old, is what she said. So mm-hmm. he bought a a video platform, and I can't think of the name of it, and I don't want to say it if I did because they're not paying us. That's exactly. one of the <laughs> best platforms for creating informational videos. He made this video in like 10 minutes the other day that was phenomenal out of this world. Scott, it was is that really the one, good. Is that the one I saw on there? Yes, yes. Okay. So he's making a mistake, though, and he's actually training right now up at the home office. That's why I had a chance to talk to him. He's making a mistake because he's posting it on his business page and on his personal page. When really mm-hmm. what he should do is post it on his business page and then share it to his personal page. Correct. Because what happens is you post it on that business page and then you post the very same video on your personal page, it's going to kill the one on the business page. Mm-hmm. And the one on the mm-hmm. personal page, you can't track any analytics or anything like that. That's one thing that I, I would suggest starting out. That's another good point starting out is it's okay to post it on your business page and then share it to your personal page to help get a boost. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it on every single post because right. two reasons. One, your audience is going to catch on to it. And two, mm-hmm. Facebook's going to catch on to it. Mm-hmm. And they're going mm-hmm. the, the, to almost require you every time to share it. And then that's just going to annoy the people on your personal page. So, mm-hmm. so that's one thing that I would do, Scott. Don't you agree? Absolutely. And I, you know, Facebook is big for me. It's something that I try to be on at least two, three, four times a week. But when I do it, I want to post good content. The other one, I would say my second favorite, well, actually they're kind of tied. And, and I think you're the one that said it's kind of, it's kind of like asking me which, which one of my kids I, I love the most, you know, right, it's one of those right. deals. I love Instagram. I love looking at beautiful people. I love the the really unique posts that a lot of people have. And then I would say my third favorite is probably Snapchat. Well, no, let me back up. Third favorite is also a tie. I love, love, love posting on YouTube. I love watching YouTube. I think Facebook on June 28th hit 2 billion users. I think um, YouTube would was is second behind them, uh, but at about, I think about half as many, about 1 billion people are on YouTube. I absolutely love YouTube. I, I wish I could post more really good content on YouTube. And i tell you what keeps me from it is just my lack of editing skills and having the time to edit videos. Me too. Wish I could wish I could post more on YouTube. So uh, uh, and the, no, I, I was just gonna say, speaking of that, you know, we need to do guys, if you own an insurance agency, one of the things I'm gonna tell you to do, and I think I think Bradley's about to touch on it, do what social media influencers do. You'll hear Gary if you listen to the Daily V or Gary Vaynerchuk, he always says, Don't watch what I do, don't watch my episodes, do what I do. Look at how I'm I'm long forming my Instagram post to how we're doing that. Look at how we do our YouTube channel, how we set it up, how we edit. You know, instead of watching for the content sometimes, you need to be looking at these social media influencers like Casey Neistat and figure out what they're doing, how they're doing it in terms of of the of the form they put it in. And try to figure that out because it'll help you in the long run on how you, you know, you do your social media. So, Scott, did you know that Casey Neistat has a, and if you don't know who Casey Neistat is, 
don't feel bad. I didn't know who he was six months ago. Casey Neistat has an HBO show. Did you know that? A new HBO show? I did not know he had a new one. But you knew he had a YouTube channel. I did. And so and he, I knew, he and actually... I knew, and I knew he kind of cut his teeth. I, I, I've watched nearly every episode of what he's done. I love his stuff. Right. Um, so Casey posted on Snapchat the other day. I think it was. I saw it somewhere. He was actually here in Alabama. He was in Birmingham at a conference, Sloss Tech. It's a great That's conference right. here in Alabama every year. And um, I wasn't able to attend, but I was watching an interview. I think it, either it was on Snapchat or Instagram. It was an interview he did. And when, when they interview, when they introduce me now, when I speak, they say, oh, he's got a YouTube show. That, this was actually during the keynote he said this. He said it, they're always like, oh, he's not a YouTube, an HBO show. Oh, he's got a new show at HBO. And everybody always applauds. And he says, I probably get 30,000 times the views on my YouTube shows than I did on HBO. Way more people see the YouTube than they do HBO. Way more people know me from YouTube than they will HBO. So it's funny how that's still kind of the, the, uh, the litmus test, but that's not where I get my kicks from. Exactly. So Snapchat, Facebook, and Instagram, and Twitter, ABC, CBS, NBC, MSNBC. Exactly. Exactly. Those are that is, those are the new channels. Right. Yep. The new world order. Right. So, and it's funny, you know. So, I just uh, recently moved into a new apartment. I elected not to get television there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. My fiance, we're getting married in in February. That sounded real country the way I said that. Fiance, uh, we're getting married in February, and um, she elected not to have TV at her house. So it's been probably two months since I've seen a commercial, and I went to my parents' house last night and was watching TV with them, and I was like, man, this is so bad. It just seems so like mm-hmm. when you're used to people selling you from, from inf- you know, educational content to go to watch commercials, you're like, this is just so bad. <laughs> right, exactly. And to, and to that point, guys, and I, this is something that I wanted to briefly touch on, so what, what Bradley's telling you right now, and guys, you all need to listen to this, okay? We are in a new world order. We are smack dab in the middle of a revolution that really goes back to when the television came out. I believe it was in the 50s, if I'm not mistaken. And everybody was used to listening to the radio. So, so what we're seeing right now is the TV is is now the radio, okay? And social media and this telephone, smartphone that each every one of you have that is now surgically attached to your hand has now become the new television. The problem for main street marketing firms in New York City and Indianapolis and all these companies that have been making all this money all over all these years with you know selling television commercials and and things like that is they are having a very very I can't say the word very enough they're having a very difficult time because they don't want to stop the money train from flowing okay they probably are not figuring out quick enough how they can somehow monetize the social media platforms, the stuff that Bradley and I are already doing for free that we're not paying for, what they're trying to do is continue to to push television commercials and things like that that people just aren't watching. And so what you're seeing right now is this revolution that's going on 
where you've got guys like Bradley and I and yourselves that can actually compete because of the instantaneous ability that Bradley Flowers has to create a a potential viral video that could be seen by as many as a million, two million people if it's good enough. That's right. Versus a, a big firm on Wall Street that might charge BMW $7.5 million to create the same thing. We're smack dab into this revolution. And I'm going to go, I'm going to go a little deeper on that for you. Okay. So you've got guys like Casey Neistat, you've got females like Alex Wren, you've got Gary Vaynerchuk. These people have positioned themselves and they didn't do it overnight. It wasn't something that they just spent three months doing, but over the last five to 10 years, these people have, have positioned themselves as social media influencers. And now, because Main Street marketing and advertising firms are coming to this realization that, holy cow, these people that are letting the masses in on their daily lives are now the people that we want to hire in the marketplace to, to sell these brands. And so you have main street marketing firms, guys, I don't know if you know this or not, but, but Gary Vaynerchuk just signed on. If I'm not mistaken, Bradley, maybe I am, but is he not the new face of K-Swiss? He is the face of K-Swiss. And let me tell you another one. If you watch the Super Bowl, who did Samsung hire to be their pitch man for their 62nd spot in the Super Bowl? Am I right or wrong? Was it Casey Neistat? I believe it was, so. It was I didn't know who he was at that point, so I didn't recognize yeah. it. But, but yeah, yeah. I, I'm, he was. So he, I'm, I'm going to make two points on this, okay? okay? The first one is, and this is from a very uh, granular insurance standpoint, uh, well, you mentioned social media influencers. Do business with social media influencers. That's where I was, I, that's I, where I was going with it. I send people gifts in the mail that are compliant to the Alabama DOI rules, <laughs> but I send people gifts in the mail for being my friends, not my clients. Right. <clears throat> if any of them are listening, I apologize. I do like you. The only reason I sent it to you was because I knew you were going to post it on Facebook. Sure. Bottom line. It's still there. I mean, the the, the thought is still there that I thought of you. Um, but I do that. And I'll do that every Christmas. I'll send, send people stuff that I know are going to post it on Facebook and tag my business page. I don't, I'm don't. i not very salesy with it. I'm not like, hey, please post this on Facebook. You know, they just do it. That goes to another point is do business with social media influencers and connect with them. Okay, I, I know a guy. He's a very good friend of mine that is a very heavy social media influencer, very likable guy in here in Mobile. There's not one person that dislikes him. Good Christian dude, whether that's your thing or not. Good, very morally, you know, moral compass is very good. If he recommends somebody, people jump. And he inquired about three or four months ago for me to write his workman's comp. Now, if mm-hmm. you've listened to past episodes, you know that Bradley Flowers does not do commercial. That's more of a Scott Howell thing. And I had no interest whatsoever in writing this workman's comp for two grand a year that I'm not going to make hardly any money on versus the time because I'm going to have to figure out how to do it. Well, I jumped at the opportunity to write his workman's comp. Guess what he does? The next day he posts on Facebook, thanks Bradley Flowers for doing da-da-da-da-da-da, my workman's comp, you saved me 500 bucks, blah, blah, blah. And my inbox was full. My Facebook uh, messages inbox was full the next day of people wanting an insurance quote. 
There you uh, go. Do business with influencers. Network with influencers. If you see someone in your town that you know is very, very and they don't necessarily have to be a social media influencer, just, just an influencer. Centers of influence. You know the whole COI thing, Scott. Right. Find these people out and connect with them. Try to try to do business with them, or at least get in their circle. I've spoken about this several times on the podcast, but you need to seek out those people. The second point I was going to make on this subject is turn yourself into a social media influencer. Mm-hmm. And and there's no way to say it to somebody who doesn't understand that doesn't sound narcissistic. But you need to turn yourself into an influencer into that local celebrity. Absolutely. Not from a point of arrogance, but from a point of it's going to help my business if I do this and I have to do this. And I can't say this without it sounding arrogant, and I'm not arrogant. I'm, I'm the most humble guy, you'll, humble, confident guy you'll ever meet, is at least almost daily I will go somewhere and somebody will say, hey, you're that insurance guy. And keep in mind, I have not had one video or one Facebook post go what I would consider viral mm-hmm. the you know the the best video i ever posted got a thousand views in like 20 minutes and it's got a lot more than that now i wouldn't consider that viral that was the closest thing i got and mm-hmm. it involved some copyright infringement so i had to take it down but almost it, literally at every networking event i go people know me and i don't know them mm-hmm. i went to the splash pad uh, me and my fiance took my daughter to the splash pad in Satsuma, Alabama. It's Mayberry this weekend, right. and we walk up, and she sells insurance too. This guy walks up and says, "Hey, you're that insurance guy." And, biggest compliment, biggest compliment you can get. Oh, dude! And of course, it, it, it she was like, Ugh, you know, which she's happy. Right. She's happy for me. It's not like that, but it's kind of like. But I mean, it, it happens constantly, and it's, it's strictly from my social media. Do you right. and this is my point of this is do you realize how many thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars you would have to spend on TV and radio mm-hmm. to get that and how Absolutely. long it would be before that would happen now keep in mind what mine is taking is this taking time but the harder it is to build something up the longer it takes for it to fall exactly so exactly. the quicker you go to the top the quicker you're going to fall the longer it takes for you to get to the top the longer it's going to take for you to go down that's right. So I think I think the next two points need to be is seek out social media influencers, do business with them, network, but try to turn yourself into one as well. Not from a selfish standpoint, from a standpoint of I have to do this in order for my business to be successful in the next 10 to 15 to 20 years. You and I are in the exact same spot and probably due to the fact that we've been on social media and we both post on a fairly consistent basis, we are both in the exact same spot with where we are as a kind of a regional, I don't want to say celebrity because that, that, that's probably not right. But no, no, it's not right, but that's the easiest way to describe it. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things where if I go out this afternoon and I go to lunch, there's probably a 30 to 40% chance I run into somebody that says, hey, there's the insurance guy online. That does give there's me only a, a There's of, only a few things that feel better than that, isn't it, Scott? That's that, <laughs> we yeah, can't talk get, about those right now. Exactly. I mean, there's you get this feeling of, well, wow, it, it really is paying off. Guys, Bradley is exactly correct, and I had that as my number five point on here, 
is you need to, as an agent, you need to work towards being a social media influencer. And I'm not saying that you may get to this to the to the place where Casey Neistat or Gary Vee or Alexis Wren is, but I, I'm saying in order to get down that road, you're going to have to post with regularity and you're going to have to post good content. I love nationwide insurance. I love Alpha Insurance. I love State Farm farmers, travelers, but you cannot post that bland content that these companies are posting or giving you the opportunity to post and expect that that's going to turn you into a social media influencer. You're going to have to get creative and you're going to have to get over your fear of whatever that resistance is inside you to do this. You know, I had, I've used this example or talked about this story before, and I'm going to say it again. What are you willing to give up to be successful? Are you willing to give up the, oh, I can't be on video and all the other things that are keeping you from it? Because I'm telling you, guys like Bradley and I are going to keep doing it and we're going to keep getting better at it and we're going to keep staying on the forefront of it and your ass is going to be left behind. And unfortunately, most insurance agencies, I'm going to say 95% of agencies, they can't afford TV anyway. I mean, realistically, most insurance agents rely on the company that they represent to spend that $700 million or $800 million or billion dollars a year, if you're Progressive or Geico, to get the word out. But that does nothing for you as an individual agent out there. What do you think, Bradley? That's right. You need to brand you. And I tell new agents this all the time. You need to brand you, not your company. And this is the case with any business. If your company's not brand new and you don't own the company, you need to brand mm-hmm. you not the company. And I would still argue, even with a brand new company, you need to brand you. People want to know the stories of you. They don't want to necessarily know the story of that company. They want to know you. And you need to brand you, not Geico. Geico's got enough branding or whoever you represent. You know, you need to brand you. Dude, Geico brands the lizard. I mean, come on. Everybody knows the lizard. Everybody doesn't necessarily know Geico. I think the, the proudest I've ever heard Warren Buffett is one of the things that he loves to talk about is how they don't have to pay that lizard any money. That's right. When you take when you take a Peyton Manning or a Stephon Curry or a, wh- whoever you're, you know, Aaron Rodgers, you you know, those people are getting paid millions and millions of dollars to be the spokesperson, and that lizard doesn't have to make any money. And I know on a few of his annual reports, he brings it up that the how their little lizard that doesn't make any money makes them tons of money. <laughs> That's right. And you don't have so, to pay yourself anything. Absolutely. We, we live, we, guys, we live in a time right now that is so unusual. And I don't know where this thing goes. I'm not as forward thinking as a Gary Vaynerchuk is. But I'll tell you this. You better jump on the social media train while you can. You better figure out a way to become a social media influencer in your little corner of the world. You better do whatever you have to do to learn it and become a practitioner. You know, you learned how to drive a car when you were 16. You didn't know how to do that. So you need to jump on this stuff and really learn it and become a practitioner of it. And I need to do a better job of of getting in there and really getting in the nuts and bolts of some of this as well. I have always said and will continue to say that none of it works by itself, but if you go across and do all of it, do, you know, do all of the social media and other things outside of social media, 
it, you will start seeing a return on your investment. Right, right. You got, yeah, you have to pair other things with it. And that would be a great subject for the next podcast is, is how to complement, you know, how to not just live in an online world. You don't need Absolutely. to just live in an offline world and you don't need to just live in a online world. And by live, I mean market. Uh, the last point I want to make, Scott, is one that, that is straight ripping Gary V off because that's the easiest, best, most clear, clearest way to describe this is document, mm-hmm. don't create. Right. That's the easiest way people say, well, how do I come up with content? How do I, how do I know what to post? Just document your day. People right. are interested as hell in what you're doing every day. Exactly. They, when I do these Snapchat takeovers for Alpha, I have so many people message me like, I had no idea you did this in one day. This is so interesting, blah, 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 blah. And that's not to toot my own horn because that really mm-hmm. happens. And you need to just document what you're doing. You know, I mean, obviously in our industry, we're right there on the cusp of 1,000% privacy and there's not a lot of stuff you can talk about. But mm-hmm. I mean, for example, one of the best videos I've ever done as far as how it performed, I posted a few weeks ago. And it was somebody filming me while I was on my way to deliver a death check, a life insurance claim check. Mm. So Mm. I was talking about the importance of life insurance while I was going to deliver a check. Mm -hmm. It's just just something like that, you know? And I mean, I'm no expert. I mean, it was a spur of the moment, like, I'm about to go deliver this claim check. Okay, okay. Wait a minute. I could get somebody to film this. So I immediately right. call, I think it was Laurel. My, yeah, it was Laurel, my fiance. And I'm like, hey, what, what are you doing for lunch? Come hop in the car. Mm-hmm. And so it, it can be as simple as that. And we filmed it on an iPhone, you know. Well, guess what happened? So within that, I started riffing on our um, Alpha to Go app, our iPhone app, and mm-hmm. did another video on that. So just that one little 10, 15-minute car ride. Actually, it was three videos. So that one little 15-minute car ride, I got three videos out of it. So I got one video talking about the claim check. I got one video talking about the app. And I got another one, which was me and her cutting up the stuff we edited out. Right, right. That, that got just as much traction as the other two. And so by documenting, you will stumble upon things that right. you can do. Don't you agree? Absolutely. So last you know, thing, Scott, I want you to tell the story about when you were down here at the grocery store in, at the beach. <laughs> so I came up with, a, again, this kind of goes back to documenting and, and uh, now, you know. Now, he's about just, to say he came up with this hat. But I had it first. Yes. And we did not share the idea. We both came up with it separately. All right, continue. Yes. So this goes back to being creative and posting your own content and posting really good content, the stuff that people want to see. Bradley had a hat. I think think Bradley... You actually, you had yours about a month or two before I did, but it was... was No, man, I had just got it. I had just got it. Oh, okay. So it was, it was make, I had a hat made that said, make insurance great again, just like the Donald Trump hat. So I posted some content of that hat actually being produced on the machine that they used to do that with. I posted that in a, in a Facebook live video on Facebook and then, uh, you know, shared that. And I think I may have even posted a couple of pictures on Instagram of just the hat or me in the hat or whatever. Fast forward three days after that, I was in Orange Beach, Alabama uh, on a on a mini family vacation. And it was Saturday night. It was 1030 at night. And I was in Publix uh, grocery store. And I had the hat on, but I had it turned around backwards. Uh, I had my hat turned around backwards. And I'm standing in the produce section. And about 20 feet away from me, I hear Scott Howell and I turn around and it was a buddy of mine. That's a real estate agent over in Birmingham. Super, super good guy. 
but he walks up on me and he goes, man, I didn't even see you, but I saw that hat that you had on and I knew that I knew it had to be you. And that's the key to the story is he said he knew it had to be you. It couldn't be anybody else. That right there, Scott, should be all the validation you need to keep doing what you're doing and that you're doing it the right way. That's, that's exactly right. I, Guys, I had a guy tell me not long ago, and I told Bradley, I think I even called you to tell you this, Bradley, but if there's one thing I can tell y'all, I was talking to a business owner about two months ago, and we got, and I'd seen him all over social media with what he does, and uh, he's got a really cool thing. He's, he's, uh, he's, he owns a, uh, what is it, 10th Planet uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu studio perfect opportunity for social media because people love watching that stuff, you know, and he's got the personality to, to, to deliver. So I was talking to him on the phone. He goes, Scott, I'm going to tell you what my belief system is. He said, the more you see me on your phone, the more money I'm going to make. And I forgot that really, about that. I love that. That really resonated with me. I was like, Oh, that's good. That is so good. And I think I hung up and called you and was like, dude, you got to hear what this guy just said to me. That's exactly what happened. That's exactly (laughs) what happened. So here's the points I have that I've taken away from today, Scott, and and the listeners can, and you can tell yours too. I I think this would be an interesting concept because we're kind of getting notes from each other is uh, number one, start. Just start. And that, that, that doesn't just mean start marketing on social media. That means if there's another aspect to it, like video or live or whatever, start to right. be the first there. Uh, right. Be everywhere. You got to be on every channel. You know, if you had the choice to have a commercial just on ABC or on ABC, CBS, you know, all those, you, you would do it. You would take advantage of it if it cost you the same price. Number three is, is and this is one we, we sort of touched on, but we didn't really talk about, is take it serious. You know, these are the ABCs, the CBS, the CNN, the MSNBCs. These are serious deals. Don't just treat it like, oh, well, I got to do a Facebook post. Like, this is my, my." no, take it serious. Because guess what? That TV commercial that you do, it's gone after it's aired. Most things you do on social media, they're there forever. Your great, great, great grandkids are going to go back and look at this stuff. So take it serious. Uh, number four, seek out influencers, do business with them, and try to turn yourself into one, and then document, don't create. That's what I took away from today. I would say that we've pretty much hit it on the head. This was a sort of more in-depth how to start show. So I guess the only thing I would add to that, and there's really not anything to add to that, but I love the comment that you made earlier about be everywhere. The more people see you on their phone, the more money you're going to make. It's like I told somebody one time about not being in the phone book back in the day when people actually looked you up in the phone book. There's one thing I can promise every business owner that is listening to this podcast. If people don't know you and people don't know what you do, they will not do business with you. They will not. It, you're, you're imaginary. You don't exist. You have got to work across all platforms, not only social media, but outside social media to make yourself known in your community. And then it just starts imploding on itself. Some days I don't even realize it. Like, like we'll get 14 calls about a quote on insurance and I'm trying to keep up with where all that's coming from. And a lot of times people will just say, well, I saw it on the internet or I saw you on the internet or I saw you on this or that. They don't really give a detailed response. But I do know that for for our agency, for my agency, it has been something that has really helped grow our agency. 
So what I would tell all these people listening, all you agents that are listening today, is is exactly what Bradley just said. You've got to get started. Yep. So, all right, guys. Got, Thanks for yeah. listening. Subscribe. We got to get in the habit of saying that, Scott. Yep. Please, please, please subscribe to our podcast. We love you. We really do appreciate everybody who listens to our podcast. Bradley, I love you, man. Have a great day. And hey, uh, tell everybody over on the Alpha Snapchat that I said hello. And you know, I just, uh, I just really appreciate you being a part of this. You're, you're a, you're a big reason. Well, I mean, you're, you're actually a big reason for, for the, a lot of success that I've had. And I really appreciate you. Oh, that's that humbles me, man. I know that's not true. You'd be successful by yourself. But <laughs> well, hey, guys, I, listen, I appreciate you too, man. Listen. I always close the show out this way, and I'm I'm always going to. But remember this: rewards come from action, not discussion. Probably never more true than what we just talked about today. And you need to get your ass up, go out and sell something today for your family. You need to write good business for the agency that you represent, and you need to write good business. For the company that you represent or companies if you're an independent agent guys have a great rest of the week my name is scott howell i'm joined every week by mr bradley flowers we'll see you guys next week have a good week thanks for listening to the insurance guys podcast if you need to know more about me or you need to get in touch with scott you can always reach me at the insurance or email me at iprotectins at gmail.com. And if you need to get in touch with Mr. Bradley Flowers, go to bradleyflowersinsurance.com or email him at bradley at sarahlandinsurance.com. Guys, we love you. Thank you so much for listening. We look forward to being with you again real soon on the next episode of The Insurance Guys. Take care.